I'm Tanner. And I'm Erica. And this podcast is about nothing in particular. But it's also about everything going on in our lives. I didn't get my fill of San Francisco talk, meaning I started to ask you some questions about San Francisco on our last episode. So if you haven't watched or if you haven't listened to the first San Francisco episode growing up in San Francisco, what do they call what do they call San Francisco? What's their slogan like? San Franciscans. No, I mean like, uh, you know, there's like the Emerald City, the Windy City. City by the Bay. City by the Bay. So we need to learn more about your childhood growing up in the city by the bay. <laughs> if you ask me, I'm always really curious. Like I said in the previous episode, like I grew up in a farm town, you know, like we referred to people like you, like city people. City folk. City people. Yeah. And um, yeah, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to grow up in that place. So I have a lot of questions. What's funny um, about the city folk comment is my dad being a native San Franciscan doesn't get more city than that. But he also didn't like city people. Oh, <laughs> like not realizing he. How do you was live in a them. city and say? I, I, I guess I, it's kind of like you don't like your own people because they're annoying. Yeah, I think that he started to feel that because all his generation, all his friends were all natives, so he oh. started to feel the push. You know when yeah gentrification started and all that. I see. I could see that. So he didn't like the yuppies. You, you know, <laughs> that's what he <laughs> that's would a great, call. That's a great word. He'd call them yuppies. I I think what would be a great idea, like for a keepsake for posterity, would be a dictionary. Mm-hmm. Common words used by Erica. You are always tickled by um, new phrases and new words, especially if they're like regional. Like mm-hmm. being in the South, we say a lot of really funny things, and you're always calling your brother and te- or texting him and telling him how funny the latest. Oh my gosh, yes, we I heard one on the radio that we still laugh about to this day. This is a little bit on a tangent, but I'll I'll get back to my questions here after this one. But is it when we were bunkered down for a storm? No, but that one is a really good one. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was listening to the sports radio show on you know, while I was driving and they were talking about being in a super crowded place. So this is, this had to have been pre COVID that we were talking about this. So maybe this was like three years ago and a guy just plain as day. He wasn't trying to be funny or anything. He was just describing the place that they were in. It wasn't even the main bit. It wasn't like the punchline. I know yeah, what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. It was nut to button there. <laughs> <laughs> you just thought that was so clever. That's one of the funniest Southern sayings I've ever heard. Nut to butt in there. So crowded. Yeah, it's nut to butt. <laughs> so let's pretend that it's four o'clock in San Francisco. You're 10 years old. That makes it 1987. What's Erica doing after school? I am probably eating cereal in front of the TV. Uh, I'm a latchkey kid. So what does a latchkey mean? What's what's a latchkey kid? It means that I had my own key to the house and I would let myself in after school and I would So you would get you you walked home from school. Yeah, I mean our the schoolyard you could literally see it's across the street. Yeah. So there was a little bit of safety in that. Mm-hmm. You know, we were so close, but also um all the na- like all the neighbors looked out for each other. Everybody knew everybody. So yeah, one of those neighborhoods. Yeah, from... I never felt unsafe in the city. Isn't that weird? Well, I I think from what I've 
understood from just the things that you've told me, like, yes, you're in the city and people think of like the city and it's every part uh, from an outsider, me looking in when I would think of a city like San Francisco, New York, Chicago, uh, LA, you see depictions of it in like on TV and movies and everything. So and big. like, and you see the goods and the bads and the uglies, and that's L.A., that's San Francisco, mm-hmm. that's New York City. But in reality, such big places like that, cities like that, are sectioned off into small neighborhoods. Neighborhoods oh, are yeah. almost like towns of their own. Yes, you never need for you can have all your needs met just in the neighborhood. Yes. Whereas when you're growing up in a more rural part, like where we live now, mm-hmm. in our neighborhood. There's nothing you, you nothing. Need. You have to leave the neighborhood to get what you need. Yeah. And so then you're exposed to things outside of your neighborhood. You were not really exposed to things outside of your neighborhood. Just when we would go visit like my mom's sister, one of her sisters lived in the neighborhood. Too. I mean, like on a day to day basis. So, you weren't being. Yeah. No. So you should feel School safe. School was yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Groceries were there. You know, all of our activities were there. We would have to travel. I played sports. Um, actually... Fun fact, um, I reconnected with my old coach about basketball five years ago. He coached all the sports. Oh. He was a classmate's older brother. Gotcha. But he was like a grown-up already. Mm-hmm. He was like much older than He's us. He's probably like 19. <laughs> yeah, you know, he probably was. Yeah. But he was our coach. I mean, that was when that wasn't weird. Right. You know, it wasn't weird at all. And we just thought she was so cool because her brother wanted to coach us, and he was a really good coach, and he he made, like, a lasting impression. Was he cute? No, I didn't think he was cute, but he was fun to be around because he was older, and he he would drive us to the games in his car. We would be piled up in that thing. Yeah. I mean, it would never fly now. No. Never. It is really funny, though. And it was a two-door something, because I remember being the tallest girl having to crawl through. (laughs) That's really funny. I mean, girls would be in the hatchback, Mm -hmm. laying down. Throwing back there. Yes. Where were our parents? Working, I guess. What were you watching on TV? I really liked the after-school specials. What's what's that? (laughs) It was just this... um, I don't remember. Some major network came out with the after-school specials, and it was just like kind of life lessons, but a little like bit more educational, or yes, but more interesting. A little more grown-up, more tween age. So you felt like because okay. I was like too old to be watching cartoons. So this is like Nora's phase of like yes. Kiki Waka, where it's like yes. funny and all that, but there's like a there's a, a life lesson in there. Yeah, but this boy is... meets world of my generation, or yes. like home improvement. But yeah. this was more drama, not so funny. This was lessons like don't get pregnant. Oh, don't yeah yeah, yeah. serious like, stuff. Yeah, serious topics, drugs. I remember there was this. <laughs> This is so funny. I forgot all about this. There was this commercial and it was like the little girl talking to her, her mom about, and it was like a song about mommy, you've never failed me, you know? And it was like her showing what a weird song, her daughter, how to ride a bike or how to read or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And here I go to turn to my mom, you know, immigrant. Yeah. Doesn't speak very good English. <laughs> She's like, Mita, you're going to have to figure it out on your own. <laughs> no, and I tell her I, I was trying to be sweet. And so I repeated what I heard on this song, and she was like, what? Like, she did not get it. And I almost didn't even get it. But I knew that I knew 
like what the, they were you, trying. You thought that was what the connection was supposed to be. Yes. And so you're like, well, here I am playing this part. Yep. <laughs> and your and my mom like, was like, what? Uh, she no. did not understand what I was trying to convey. And I remember being like having my feelings hurt over that and thinking, well, it's probably because she doesn't speak that much English, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never thought about that. That's a, 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 a different challenge than I, re- I never thought about growing up. Like, yeah, my parent. Like, I didn't. I know. I didn't have any of those kind of issues growing up she was she held her own really really well yeah um but you know there are still sayings that she doesn't get or you know that makes sense yeah so i just chalk that up to being one of those things but my mom spoke i don't ever remember having to translate for her she speaks well now like that yeah no never Uh, i was was not that kid so yeah i remember having you know seeing kids and having classmates that had that responsibility and thinking gosh that's a lot big yeah thing you know to have to well one of our employees her parents don't speak any english and so yeah i thought about that too yeah like that would be a lot of responsibility for a kid and it's always the oldest mm-hmm. you know so that would have been me but no my mom learned the language really well how long were you at at the house by yourself before somebody came home so you get out of school you have the key around your neck. You let yourself know. in the door. Maybe like two hours, two and a half oh, hours. Oh, that's not bad. No, it wasn't bad at all. Did you have to like get dinner ready or anything? Oh, no. Mm-mm. So you were just there getting your homework done, watching life lessons. Yeah, I remember just eating cereal out of like big Tupperwares. Yeah, whatever was clean. <laughs> that's probably what I started overeating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever was clean. Yeah. And or ice cream or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I would just watch TV. Like, I was too young to be talking on the phone or anything yet, you know? And it's kind of hard to set up play dates or something no, at I, 10. I, well, I had to be home, and I couldn't just be roaming the streets. You know, we didn't have cell phones, so it was you go home after school, mm-hmm. and you wait, and yeah. you lock the doors, and you don't answer the door if anyone comes to the door. Don't even answer the phone kind of thing. Yeah, just hang out until yeah. we get back. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, um, my dad must have been working far from home because when I was much when I was younger, he had his own business, and so he really him it was him and I because my mom worked full time. So um, at that point, he must have already gone to work for somebody else, and she had her accounting job or whatever she did, and yeah, I would just wait for them to get back and. Hopefully nobody was going to kidnap me. I remember being afraid there was a time where there were some kidnappings in San Francisco. I was just going to ask because I know we have watched some crime documentaries before. And you've told me, I remember the Night Stalker, for example. Oh my gosh, I'm still scared of him. You're like, I remember when this was happening and I was living there and how terrified everybody was. I was terrified. I remember my dad putting up like an extra lock, like to make me feel better lock. Looking back, I realized that, but... As a kid, I totally was like, okay, this is going to protect us. Okay, you know? I'm, I'm safe. <laughs> yeah, and it was like like a stick situation, you know, like putting it against the back door so that whoever Even if the open... lock fails. The... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because that was scary. And then we had Kevin Collins go missing, which was um, really scary. Was that... he like a little blonde boy? Yeah, he was a little boy. Yeah. I don't think to this day has ever been found. I don't know. I don't know. This isn't the podcast for that. It wasn't something that uh, little old Pilot Rock, Oregon had to worry about. No. So that's another reason why I'm kind of curious about it, I guess. Yeah. And like me and my classmates would talk about it at school and like, you know, make sure you lock the door. What if someone was 
at home sick that day. He'd be like, well, did he get kidnapped? <laughs> I don't think it was ever that serious. <laughs> they but weren't dropping like flies that, no, that bad, no. No, the Night Stalker, though, that story. That was scary because, I mean, he's still, I mean, when you see the footage now, I mean, he's just a creepy person in general but the unknown is also is always creepy there are these things happening people are going missing people are showing up dead yeah we have no idea who it is no that was so scary and then you couple in all the like the satanic stuff with it i mean that's you're done go <laughs> you're mixing like real life with supernatural at that point yeah what's that doing see you later get me out of this facility <laughs> so i do remember um having friends over sometimes but it would always have to be really planned ahead of time you know so there wasn't like a like you know you're 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 packed into your neighborhood like sardines like right you're stacked on top of each other you didn't have friends like on either side of you that you could just like you're playing out on the steps and they like come up and jump rope with you or something there were a couple of kids um in my same building Mm -hmm. or the building next to us um but, you know, they had their own schedules, and we did too. And so, you know, if we played, that was great. But if not, then... What kind of things would you play? We it... would like to go to the schoolyard across the street and, and play there. there. Jump rope or, oh, yeah. you know, all those, all the rock work there was really fun to, like, stand on and walk on. And, <laughs> you know... <laughs> A riveting. Sounds riveting. <laughs> hey, uh, Susie, you want to go out and stand on the rocks? You know what I yeah, mean. Like it let's was a, go. We'd pretend that it was like a balance beam. Yeah, and, yeah. I know, you know. What I know what you're saying. I'm just you kidding. can make a game out of anything when you're a kid. Well, you got to be creative sometimes, you know. Yeah. And they had basketball hoops over there, and that's where we would practice um, volleyball. You, is, is that what you called it growing up, a basketball hoop? Mm-hmm. The first time I moved away from the Northwest, you know, when I was 19 or whatever, um, moved, you know, I was in the South mm-hmm. and they kept calling it a basketball goal. Yeah. And I was I like, that how was so stupid. Weird. A goal is soccer. This is a hoop. Yeah. I mean, I get it that it's a goal, I guess, but like a goal is soccer. Right. A hoop basketball. It's yeah. a hoop. I know, but no, they call it basketball goal here. Yeah. In the South. And I just, I've always thought that was really weird. That's weird. And also you don't have your picture taken. You have your picture made. P- picture made. Yeah. Come get you. And I even say that when I'm addressing like our social media following for our storefront, mm-hmm. I'll say, come get your picture made. Mm-hmm. Our, and I say it and it sounds weird to me, but I know that our audience is going to connect. With you have that. to assimilate with what the locals yes. are saying and because otherwise they're like, well, who is this? Yeah. And I remember having like that valley girl accent and being told that I had that valley girl accent. When you came here? When you came when to I Texas? When I first moved here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember trying to get rid of that because I wanted to fit in with everybody else. What are the places to go in San Francisco? Like if you're if you're 10 years old, where are the places that you would frequent and could anybody still go there today that you uh, know of? So our local spots for like eating out as a family and stuff like that are still there. What, what, what were they? Um, El Socalo was one of them, and it's an El Salvadorian pupusa restaurant. Mm. Isn't that funny? Bangers. Yes. Uh, I if, love their horchata. If you guys want to venture into some new cuisine, new cultures, I can personally say... <laughs> uh, Cuban food in Salvador. Coming from, coming from somebody, the first 1920 two years of my life zero culture you had culture it just wasn't you know as colorful as 
a lot of other cultures, but okay, yeah, your culture, you had a very strong culture in in Oregon. Yeah, yeah, uh, a lot of Native Americans and a lot of that's true. cowboys. That's true. Yeah, but we weren't. I mean, there's no like Native American restaurants. Why? Why? Why are there not any Native American? Fry restaurants? bread is good. Oh my god! I don't think that's traditional. I'll. I but, mean, let's oh. let them claim it, though. I mean, that's good. That's funny, actually, that you say that. Uh, for a lot of like birthday parties or like events that we would have in school, uh, one of the one of our classmates, their mom was like famous in our class for the for the. Gosh, I don't know if I can even say it. I mean, we, they called it Indian fry bread. Yeah. I mean that's what it was called. I mean that's what that's that's what they that's what they call it. They still call it to that that it to that day. To this day? Yeah, to this day. And um we would they would always make it for but it was tacos. Indian fry bread tacos is what it was. Oh, interesting. And uh they would come and They knew where the good, good food was. Yeah, the Wallaces. How funny. Uh always really really good, but I don't I can't imagine it's traditional. Yeah. I can't imagine uh I have no idea what fry bread re- really even oh is. Oh, my god! Or how it's but it, made. But it's so good. <laughs> I would go to a restaurant like that. But anyway, back to my point. If you're wanting to branch out in some cultural uh, cuisine, I've never had anything from a Cuban restaurant that wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Any restaurant. Strip mall. If it's Cuban food, go for it. Mm-hmm. I've never had anything bad at any Cuban restaurant. Uh, second is El, Sal- El Salvadorian. Okay. Never had anything bad from El Salvadorian. It doesn't matter if it's a... A roach coach mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, an actual restaurant or, order... or or a Peruvian friend uh, made us some made some us... food as well. Oh, yeah. she's per- That's Peruvian food, though. Not El Salvador. Oh, I think I switched. Yeah. I think I started. I was talking about El Salvador and then I went to Peruvian food. Also Peruvian food. <laughs> never had anything it's from good. never had anything per- from Peru that was bad. Like, no, really good. Food. Oh, my gosh. So. uh we had that place, El Zocalo, that we would go mm-hmm. to. Um, I remember the lady working there. They knew us. We must have frequented there. We must have gone at least once or twice a week. Yeah. She would give me a tortilla to go. Very nice. And I'd eat it in the car. A tortilla with butter on it. Yeah, you don't need a drink to go. Uh-uh. I need a tortilla to go. Yep. And she'd roll it up. I happen to know And then a... I started just doing it on my own when she wasn't working there anymore so my parents would always be like don't forget your tortilla to go and i'd be a glutton on the way home too <laughs> a glutton it's a tortilla <laughs> yeah but this is after you've eaten your whole oh yeah whole full meal so you've got the big bowl of cereal you've got your tortilla to go <laughs> there's a theme here and then afterwards we're going to go to this is the only one that i personally know of Mitchell's. well okay well i guess i know two but yeah mitchell's ice cream which is funny, right? I never thought I'd be a Mitchell. Mitchell's ice cream in your neighborhood has been there forever. Forever. Uh, and when we did our road trip up through there, of course, we went to Mitchell's ice cream. That's that's my last name. Now your married last name as well. Mm-hmm. And what I love about Mitchell's ice cream is they have the basics, mm-hmm. and they do them very very well. But they also have their exotic ice cream. They have a Weird lot flavors. of like yes, because you have to remember. San Francisco is very diverse. Weird. So, yeah. So there are, there's a lot of like Filipino people. There's a lot of Asian, you know, you name it. Everybody's there. Right. So they brought in flavors of ice cream, you know, to please everyone. So it's not just yeah, yeah the norm. Not chocolate and vanilla. No, they have, 
it's not a typical, you know, soda fountain type ice cream. It's not a Baskin Robbins. No. You know. And they make all their own ice cream there. Yeah. Which is funny. Okay. So when I was younger, my grandparents had a restaurant and they, one of the things they did was ice cream, uh, but they always did more of the generic stuff. Like they buy the big drum. Yeah. The yeah. big five gallon thing yeah. or whatever. Sometimes they'd bring in, I remember once they brought in like black licorice ice cream and I, and then my mind was, was opened. I was like, that's right. There's more than cookie dough, vanilla, <laughs> chocolate, Rocky Road, all these things that you own the cookies and cream. Yeah. It's the only things you consume. And I was like, you could have so many flavors. And they do. And then I started to think, and I was like, someday I'm going to make my own ice cream. And when we went to that Mitchell's restaurant, that's kind of what I had all, always sort of envisioned, like making your own ice cream, doing these weird, funky flavors. They have like Peanut avocado. butter and jelly. Oh, I, man. I made a business plan for it. <laughs> Did you? Yes. Like when you were in high school mm-hmm. as a project? Yes. Oh, how funny. It was based around, uh, not a project. It was just. For fun. Yeah. The entrepreneur brain never stops. It was based around all of the basic stuff that I liked. Peanut butter and honey, peanut butter and jelly, and different cereals. So like cinnamon, ice Um, cream. Again, if you're going to use this idea, our address is P.O. Box 10296. So the idea, and so you could do like, uh, I I forgot all about this. Because we have no leg to stand on. Yeah, you can have it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I was thinking like, you know, when you get like Lucky Charms? You have the base flavor, which is the non-marshmallows in the cereal. That's basically just vanilla. And then your toppings would be the marshmallows. Right. Lucky Charms ice cream. Where else would you go? I know there was a taco place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. La Taqueria. That had, you have to pay in cash. It was slammed. We went there and it was completely slammed. Um, And that same man. Still making tacos there. Making the Pico de Gallo mm-hmm. is the same man that was making Pico de Gallo when I was a little girl. What's the best, if you could, if you had to sit and think, and you might have to take a second, what's the best thing you can remember? Like, what's your fondest memory about San Francisco? Like, when you think of San Francisco, good times, what comes up? Um, sitting on my, I love people, yeah. right? yeah. And I think I've always been that way. Sitting on my steps, and you know where those steps are. I've taken you there. Yeah. And just watching the people walk by, all the weirdos. Yeah. So fun. Endless. I love people watching. But I have always loved it. My dad always loved people watching. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially when you live in a place like that. I mean. Yeah, I remember one time I was a little girl in my for my birthday or first communion or something. I was gifted a pair of sunglasses, kind of like Ray-Bans, but like, you remember in like the 80s, they were... Full face? No, they were like the wire frame, but like, they start dark and then they get lighter. Oh, yeah. You know? And then in the corner, there was a little butterfly rhinestone. Very nice. And I was really feeling myself that day. Yeah, I bet. And I was sitting there on my steps watching people. <laughs> How old do you think you were? Wearing those. Maybe like eight. Yeah. <laughs> and these two guys walked by. Uh-huh. I, obviously, now looking back, probably a couple. Yeah. But I didn't really put two and two together then. And they were both really good looking and very well dressed. And, you know. Yeah. And one of them said, hey, hot shot. 
to me. <laughs> and I just thought my world would never be the same. Yeah. He died right there. <laughs> you're you you're probably like leaning back on the steps, <laughs> smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and some some older oh, man comes by and funny. says, Hey hot shot. Hey, yeah, hot that's shot. that's it. I mean, just to be seen by, you know, because it's a busy city. People don't acknowledge people very often. Yeah. So the fact that he looked over and saw me with my glasses, you know, I was feeling pretty special. You know, what's cool about that is he probably remembers, everyone remembers like when you first get sunglasses and you're like cool for the first time. <laughs> it's usually like some pair from the gas station or some yes. cheap $3. But they have that style that you always thought was like cool. Yes. And the first time you wear them, you're like, uh-huh. I'm I doing... was a hot shot. And you got called a hot shot on mm-hmm. that day. Wow. You just really changed my life. Wow. <laughs> and then you all moved out of the city, right? How old were you when you moved out? Yeah, I was middle school. So 13, 14. Yeah, I wasn't very, I wasn't, I didn't go to high school there or anything like that. Um, I was excited, though, to move out of the city. I wanted to change. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I wanted to change. I wanted a bigger house. You know, that was an option. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you saw on TV, like, all these examples of, like, oh. And, yeah, I had nothing like that. We were in a little... Wait a second. So, was Full House being filmed while you still lived there? That would have been really close to the time Mm, that you were... I think shortly after we moved out. It was, like, mid-90s, and that was, like, right when you would have been moving out. Yeah, so... Right when I was going into kindergarten. (laughs) I know, just... Was it today that I was telling Tanner, like, we, and we lament this way all the time, like, oh, I wish we were together in high school, or I wish we yeah. would have met sooner, yeah. or, you know, and I'm thinking, gosh, I'm graduating high school, and this guy's just starting kinder, you yeah. know, like. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was. Well, you, you you saw a picture of me when I had, I was really young and you were like, hey, when, when was this picture taken? I was yes. like 95 at JC Penney. Yep. And, uh, and that was, yeah. The year and you're like, I oh, graduated. I was, I was graduating. <laughs> it's funny to think about like, cause it doesn't seem that different now, not to me, but being in such different places when you're young, it's amplified. Oh yeah. You know, cause that first 20 years of your life, there's so many different milestones. And if you're that many milestones behind, it seems weird. It really Even does. Even though the age difference isn't that weird. Doesn't feel different when you're older, now. Yeah. No. At all. But back then. That was it. Yeah. I mean, it would have been cool, but you know, that wasn't in the cards for us. When did you, uh, or where did you move when you left San Francisco? You, you stayed just, local to yeah, California. Well, we stayed local to San Francisco. Oh, my parents had, separated and we went and lived with my mom's sister for a while mm-hmm. and your dad ma- lived in that same house i think he stayed in the in our original house okay and my mom moved out with me mm-hmm. and then uh they got back together and then wanted like a fresh start so we didn't go back to that same house and that's when your brother and sister yes came into the picture yep ah yeah so we moved to Pacifica, which is just another suburb of the city, but right, pretty much right on the water, except for pretty, but not great because the sun never shines there. It's always foggy. Oh, in Pacifica? Yeah. So it's kind of a gloomy sort of place? Very. And everything is really wet. 
because yeah. of the mist in the air and stuff because the ocean's right there. That's weird. I wonder if there are only specific plants that grow there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's where succulents, actually. That's where you'd see succulents, like, on the beach in growing Pacifica. in the sand. Yeah. Um, but I remember my dad complaining about, like, the rest on the car. Oh, yeah. That and, would like, suck. it would be, like, issues sometimes with the motor. I bet. Always wet. And even mold issues inside the houses, mm-hmm. you know. So we didn't stay there long. I wonder how they combat that now. I don't know, but I still, I thought about that when we went, uh, I guess it was 2017 when we took the kids there. Mm -hmm. It was right. It was a summer we got engaged. And so I remember thinking like, gosh, was that real or did I make that up? And then I saw a car with rust on it and I was like, oh. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a, it was a, one of those, it was a childhood that was super different than how we're raising our kids now yeah really different um i don't remember having a lot of like get-togethers at our house unless it was a birthday or like a first communion first communions were big because i went to the catholic school across the street so Mm -hmm. we were always going to stuff like that um, but I was really close to my cousin. He would he lived close by. Pancho. Uh huh. He was much older than me, but um, age has never really been a thing. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I've connected well with all ages my whole life. So yeah. I guess I've just been age blind from the get. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe for more. Also, if you want to get a look at some of the behind the scenes stuff, follow us on Instagram at the May December podcast.